0: Again, it's 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8-12. through May the Lord bless the reading of God's word for us today. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> We are continuing our sermon series, uh, The Grace Experience, um, and we are talking about ways that we can experience grace. We've been practicing those things. And so uh, if you haven't joined us for other uh, installments of this sermon series, um, it's a little bit different than the way we've done uh, other sermons where they're primarily just listening. I mean, there's going to be some of that. We'll definitely have the, the, the sermon part of it, but there's also the experience part of it. And so uh, what we're interested in in this uh, sermon series is how can we receive and experience God's grace in a very practical way, not just on Sundays, but when you go home, how do you practice spiritual disciplines to receive more of God's grace? And so we've been talking about spending time with God in silence and solitude, and uh, we've been talking about reading scripture and reaffirming our identity uh, in Christ, and those are all things that you can practice every day. And today is no different. We're going to do more of the experience part, but I wanted to kind of warn you from the top. We're going to kind of up the uh, involvement a little bit today. This is going to require you to interact with other people. Okay? I just want to warn you. Okay? So if you thought you were just going to sit here and just listen the whole time and not do anything, uh, yeah. Let's change that way of thinking. <laughs> so don't worry. It, it will be, uh, uh, we'll be gentle. <laughs> but I think it'll be a good experience because friends, we're not here to just listen to a lecture, right? We are here to be the people of God. We are be, here to be the body of Christ. Even if you're, you don't have a rock solid commitment to Christ, I think these are things that we can start to practice. So uh, are we okay with that? Uh, can I hear an amen? amen? Amen. Okay, some people who didn't say Amen remember, experience, right? You got you to participate. So um, this is just practice for when you're going to be actually doing something with another person, okay? So uh, are we okay with that? Amen? amen? Amen. Some of you guys are like, I'm not okay with this. I'm not going to say amen. All right, well, we'll pray for you. Hopefully it'll get better. <laughs> but today's uh, sermon is called The Blessing Experience, and we're going to be talking about blessings. And blessings are something we love in this culture. We love to receive blessings, right? And, you know, um, throughout this sermon series, we've been talking about ways to receive grace, to receive blessings from God. Um, And maybe there's this thought that has occurred to you. Well, Pastor Steve, we've been talking about receiving a lot of things, but what about the things that we do or the things that we give? Well, I'm glad you asked, because, uh, you know, it it does say in Scripture. This comes from Acts 20.35. This is the Apostle Paul quoting Jesus when he says, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Have you ever heard this before? Yeah? Amen. 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 Okay. Hey, Participation. I like it. I like it. All right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you probably heard this, and we hear this a lot around Christmas time, right, when we're talking about giving gifts to people, Um, And this idea of of giving being a blessing in in and of itself, right? Like usually we think of the blessings as the things we receive. But this idea that it is more blessed to give than to receive, right? So we all probably know that experience of giving a gift to someone. Don't you love that? You give a gift to someone and you get to see their reaction, you know, and, and you get to see them appreciate that gift. Right. Have you ever given a gift to someone and they just, like, their reaction was more than you could ever hope for. Right? They, like, look at that gift and they're like, are you serious? It's for me? Like, yeah, yeah, it's for you. How did you know? How did you know that I wanted that? Like, oh, you know, I just, just, just wanted to bless you. I, I hope you like it. And then they start crying. You know, and they're just like, you know what, I was having a really tough day. And, and I thought... Everyone forgot my birthday, but you remembered. Not only that, but you knew exactly what I needed in this moment. Thank you. Thank you. Now, there are moments like that. but Let's be honest. There's moments when people aren't as appreciative of your gifts. Have you ever had maybe a little bit of the opposite happen? You gave a gift to someone, you're going to be like, oh, man, this is going to just, it's going to rock their world. They're going to love it. This is going to be amazing, right? And you're so excited. Open it, open it. And they open it, and they're like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, man. And you're just like, you serious? Like what? You know, I actually did this to a friend not that long ago. A friend got me like a really good gift. It was like, like a spectacular gift. And I wasn't able to show the proper thanks. Like I was really thankful, but I don't know, maybe I was like tired or something. And they're like, oh, well that was not the reaction I was hoping for. You know, like, that, that I, I thought you'd have a more enthusiastic reaction. And I had to like apologize later. Like, no, like, seriously, I love the gift. Like, like yeah, <laughs> it wasn't showing at the time, but I really, really appreciated it. Friends, um, there's another thing that Jesus talks about, doesn't he? Where he talks about when you give something, you know, don't expect always to get something in return, right? You know, don't always expect that you are going to get something back because then, Your giving is not really truly giving. It's a way of receiving, right? It's like, okay, I gave you, now my turn, right? And and so this idea that we are supposed to give generously, selflessly, without expecting something in return. Is that, friends, more blessed to give in that way, of not expecting something in return? Or how about this? Let's take it up another notch. Let's say you give someone a gift, and not only are they not appreciative of it, but they're like, I hate this gift. How dare you? Like, really, you're going to give this to me? You're a jerk. And you're like, what? Like, you were expecting them to love it, and instead, they hurl a curse back to you. Is it still more blessed to give than to receive in those moments? Friends, what we are talking about uh, today is about blessing. And it's not just about giving physical gifts, but giving your goodwill of giving this desire that you want good things for another person. That's what blessing means. And friends, you know, to think about, it's more blessed to give than to receive. In this context, talking about a blessing mindset and attitude and a way of being and a way of life, wouldn't you agree that it's more blessed to be a blessing person than a cursing person? Right? Like, like isn't it more of a blessing to be someone who's generous, who who gives people the benefit of the doubt, who is kind to strangers or even to enemies, who's forgiving, rather than someone who's like always like bitter all the time and always like just angry at people, like, man, people suck. I hate people. You know, and you're just always like cursing people. Yeah, you suck, your car sucks, your clothes suck, your face sucks. We don't want to be around people like that, do we? And friends, sometimes I think we justify that. We say, yeah, but some people, they deserve it. Man, they deserve it. But think about Jesus. Think about the way Jesus is and was and will always be. The kind of forgiving person that Jesus was. The kind of blessing person that Jesus was. The kind of person who was able to bless even when others would curse him. Isn't that who we should aspire to be, right? Isn't, that, isn't it more blessed to be a blessing person than to be someone who only receives or only blesses when they receive something in return? Right? That's the kind of contention that we want to make. And so in this sermon, we're going to talk about ways that we can practice that, a blessing life, even in the face of cursing. And I just want to say, friends, it's hard. It's not easy. It doesn't come naturally. And so some of the things we're going to read are going to... Uh, take some doing. Uh, and so let's take a look at uh, this First Peter 3, 8 through 12. Uh, so let's start with 8 and 9. It says, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind all those things sound great, right? Yeah, we're going to be united in mind with other people. We're going to, especially with uh, the people of Christ, we're going to have sympathy and brotherly love. We're going to have a tender heart, not a, not a hardened heart. We're going to be humble, not prideful, right? And then it says, do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless, for to this you were called that you may obtain a blessing. Uh, Friends, there's a lot of wonderful stuff here. It tells us, as I, I just contended, right? You were called to bless people. And in what circumstance? Even when they curse you. Even when they show you evil. You were called to do this. How do we know this? Because Jesus did the exact same thing, right? That's your calling, is to be like Jesus. When somebody wrongs you, you know, of course, like, it's, it's not a hard thing to uh, be a blessing person when people are treating you kindly. You know, it talks about that in Scripture. Like, even the pagans do that. Like, everybody does that, right? If somebody's nice to you, you're like, oh, hey, that feels good. So I'm feeling good, so I'm going to be nice to you in return. That's not hard, right? But what is hard or not natural is when somebody wrongs you. And, and so. This idea of (laughs) trying to repay evil, or or not repaying evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, this is something, friends, that I've been trying to take very seriously. It's not easy. Um, So, you know, for me, a a natural reaction that I have uh, when people wrong me is, well, to get mad back, right? To want to wrong them back. It's a very natural impulse. And one of the areas where I struggle with this, this the most is in a car. You know, I, 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 I was re, uh, watching this stand-up from Louis C.K. Uh, a few weeks ago, and he was talking about, he's like, you know, he's like, it's so weird because I think I'm a pretty nice person, but if you put me behind the wheel of a car, weird things happen. Like somebody just kind of drifts into my lane, and I'm like, you, you should go kill yourself! And he's like... Let's just think about that for a moment. Like, can you imagine that you're, like, in an elevator and someone just kind of leans into your space a little bit and you're like, man, you should just die. <laughs> like, like, the person's right here. Like, it's so weird. Why would you, right? Like, th- this is a human being. This is somebody's son, right, or daughter, you know? This is somebody's brother or sister. And the fact that we could want bad things for them in that moment, it is somehow that just the, the, the steel of the car of the cars that separate us somehow create this distance where we can think of them as subhuman it's not right but friends i'm like that all the time and you know it's not maybe to the extent where i'm like oh you know i really want something horrible to happen to them i want them to die in a fiery car wreck you know it's not that graphic but definitely it's not blessing you know um there's moments where somebody cuts me off and just words come out anger comes out i just flare you know, and just, ah, just get so angry. And one of the things I noticed is that my anger, it doesn't go away. It just builds, right? It's not just a solitary um, incident. But, you know, when I'm getting angry, you know, it, it's kind of like this cumulative effect. I remember this one time where I, I got so angry, like, like I, I just like felt like I was going to black out from anger, when I was on the road and I just like slammed on my horn, and I was yelling and I wanted to follow this person home. This was a few years ago. Okay? <laughs> God has been working on my heart. I'm not proud of this by any means, but I was just getting so angry. And what had happened was there were about four incidents in a row that happened while I was driving to a certain place. I was going about 15 miles to go meet someone from church in a very blessing environment. And on the way there, I'm just losing my marbles. I'm getting so angry. And, and I just remember thinking like, after it happened, I'm like, how did that happen? How did I lose control like that, you know? And I think what happened was I, I compromised that first time. That first time when somebody cut me off and got you, you know I got angry. And probably in that moment, it was not that big of a deal, but it was like, oh. I feel justified. That person cut me off. It was not a cool thing. And so I cursed them back and I got angry. And every time I did it, it just got worse and worse and worse. And for many of us, friends, I think that we hear something like this and you're like, okay, Pastor Steve, I I get what you're saying. And it sounds good. If we were all Jesus, right? If we were all saints, then I could be that way. But come on, Pastor Steve, we can't bless all the time, right? That's just not realistic, Sometimes we bless, sometimes we curse because they deserve it. But friends, that's not what it says, right? It it says that we should be blessing when people wrong us, right? Or to go a little bit further, uh, this comes from James uh, chapter three. uh, So verse nine, it says, with our tongue, we bless our Lord and Father and with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. So friends, we think of it as like, oh, you know what? It's kind of like, sometimes you bless, sometimes you curse. And maybe I'm going to bless more than I curse. So, okay, if I curse a few times, like that's one thing, but I'm still an overall good and blessing person right? But that's kind of like saying, you know what? I've got a bowl and most of the time I'm going to use it to wash my face and wash my hands. Every once in a while, I'm going to use it to poop in. Just, just every once in a while, right? Like, like not very often. So most of the time I'm using it to wash my hands and wash my face. But, you know, so, so like just, it just, you know, over time, The times that I use it for cleaning things is more than the times that I used to poop in it. Now, you guys are chuckling, right? That's ridiculous, right? But isn't that kind of like what we're saying? Or think about, you know, if you think the poop example is too gross, like think about what it's saying here about salty water and clean water. Or think about poison and food. Hey, you know what? Sometimes I I eat food like that is good for eating, but every once in a while sprinkle in a little poison. Just a little poison. I'm sure it's okay, right? Friends, this is not how we were created to be. We were not created to curse. We are created to be a people of blessing. And absolutely, I I wanted to tell you that story about me in the car because I want you to hear it does not come naturally. This is going to take the grace of Jesus Christ. This is going to take practice. This is going to take us learning how to be people of blessing and how to be people of blessing all the time, not some of the time, not most of the time, not when it's convenient for us, but especially when it's not convenient for you. Because friends, this is the life of blessing. So, this is what I do now when I'm in the car and somebody cuts me off. I literally do this. I'm not feeling it. I want to emphasize this. I don't feel like doing it. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling mad. That's the uh, automatic response that I've learned. But in that moment, I've learned to practice saying the words. And I say, I, I literally say this out loud. No one's in the car, it's just me, right? And I say this out loud. You know, at first I'm like, oh, what the heck? Ugh! But then I'm like, okay. I'm like, I forgive you and I bless you. I literally say that every time it happens, you know? And every time that that anger comes up, every time that the memory comes back up, I say, I forgive you and I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't come naturally. But friends, what I've noticed from this is that I haven't had that compounding effect of all that anger and resentment that builds up. You know, you ever, like, at the end of the day, you're just like, man, I'm just so angry. I don't know why. I don't know why. And one of the reasons why, friends, is because you've been indulging in that anger all day. Right? One of the things that they tell us, or they used to tell us in psychology, and they've learned that this actually isn't true, it's this idea that you know, if you're like, feeling really angry, you should just let it out. Just let people have it, right? And th- there is some truth to this. You should not leave your anger in, right? You have to deal with it. That's absolutely true. I mean, th- that's just good advice, right? So don't hold it in, but don't unleash it on people. When you unleash it on people, it just makes you feel worse, right? And now you're dealing with the guilt of like, oh, man, like, you know, I thought it was a pretty nice guy, but I really unloaded on that dude. You know, what, what the heck was that? And now you got to deal with that. Right. And what they find is that the more we indulge in anger, the angrier we become. Right. right? And so there are times where I'm like, man, I'm just I'm just mad. I'm just upset. I'm, I'm just like there's something within me. I don't know what's going on. And it may not be just one thing. But it may be all those times throughout the day that I couldn't let that anger go. All those times when I felt so wronged. And you know what? Maybe they deserved my anger. Maybe I was right to do it. But at the end of the day, who am I really punishing? Myself. Especially if it's some stranger, right? Someone you'll never see again, you know? I used to think, like, I can't let them get away with this, you know? I got to show them who's boss or whatever, You know, but at the end of the day, friends, I'm the one who's gonna have to go home with myself. I'll probably never see that person again, right? So the only person that I'm really punishing is myself. And friends, this idea that what if we could be different? What if we could truly learn to bless and to let go of the anger and these things that so plague us, Right? When it continues to talk about, it says in verse 10 through 12, For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, friends, there's something in this that when I read this, it makes me uncomfortable. Verse 12, where it talks about the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. Because what it sounds like to me is God is rewarding the righteous for their behavior. And just being a good Christian who believes in the gospel, I have always been told that that that's unbiblical in some ways. You know what? God's not gonna bless you more because you did good things, right? It's grace. God shows grace to sinners. Even if you do bad things, God blesses you. And I think that there is definitely truth to that. But what does it mean when it says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer? His ears are open to their prayer. It's not necessarily saying that God is only going to grant the prayers of people who are good. But I think this idea of his ears are open to their prayer is implying relationship, a closeness of relationship, right? That his eyes are on us, his ears are open to us. In other words, friends, we are in tune, in sync with God in such a way where he can receive our prayers, where we do feel that closeness of God. Why? Because we are walking in step with God's Spirit. Do you think God's spirit is a spirit of blessing or a spirit of cursing? It's a spirit of blessing, right? The spirit of Jesus Christ. And when we learn to be in sync with that blessing way of life, then we learn to be closer to God. We feel closer to God and we are able to have this sort of relationship with God where our prayers come alive, where we feel Uh, the the presence of the Spirit of God in the things that we do as we learn to do this more and more because this is God's calling for us, as I said before. God has called you to do this. This is who you are supposed to be. And friends, I got to tell you, being a person of blessing, it's a wonderful thing, you know? And, And you can't always control people's responses, friends. But the more that you learn to be a blessing person, the more you're able to let things roll off you. You know, did you ever like, you know, you're, you're hearing these things and maybe you've heard sermons like this before. And you're like, but Pastor Steve, it just really bothers me when somebody says something bad about me. It really bothers me when somebody wrongs me. It really bothers me when somebody says something racist or insensitive You know, I I just, I can't shake it. I can't help it. And friends, I think that's true. You know, we can't help it. That's why it takes the work of the Spirit of God. And it takes practice. Practice of learning to be a person of blessing. Friends, one of the things that I think is so wonderful about the Holy Spirit, we mentioned this last week in a different context, that the Holy Spirit is called an advocate or a helper, right? And we talked about this in the context of bringing scripture back into your life, of remembering words that maybe you forgot, right? And that the Holy Spirit will help you in this way. But I think there's other ways the Holy Spirit helps you. You know, I think the Holy Spirit, as your advocate, as somebody who wants good for you, right? And by, by the way, friends, what does that sound like? Somebody who's advocating for you wanting the best for you, wanting good things for you. Doesn't that sound like blessing? The Holy Spirit is a spirit of blessing. He wants you to become like Christ. You know, if we can call it a he. The Spirit wants you to become a person of blessing. So the more that you are open to that, the more that you are willing to let the Spirit lead in your life and work in your life to help you to bless Friends, I believe that He will do that. I believe that the Spirit will come alongside you more and more and more to help you to seek peace, to help you to be in sync with what God desires for you. And so, friends, um, you know, one of the things that we can do is not just in the moments when somebody wrongs you, right? But think about, like, a, a basketball player, you know, um, so uh, my, my my daughter experienced uh, this thing called stage fright. She was doing like magic tricks at at her daycare, and she was getting really good at it. Some of them were really cool. She's like, "Is this your card?" I'm like, "It was," you know. It was like so cool. But one of the things she found is that when she was just doing it with herself or with like her best friend, like she could do it easily. But when there was a crowd, when people were watching her, when people were doubting her, right, th- that it was harder. Right? That you would make mistakes. You know, they find that, like uh, uh, professional basketball players, that when they shoot free throws, that in a game environment, and these are pros, these are people who do it for a living, that whatever your, your percentage is shooting in the gym, lower it about 15 percentage points in a game situation. Why? Because you have all that stress. Like, oh my gosh, you know, if I hit the shot, we win. If I miss it, then everyone will be mad at me. And, you know, I'm not going to get that bonus. And, oh my gosh, like, I'm going to get death threats or whatever. Like, all that is going through their mind and their heart. And it causes them to miss. You know, and friends, I feel like similar things are happening in life. If we don't know how to be a blessing people in peace, how are you going to be a blessing person in chaos? If we don't know how to be a blessing person amongst blessing people, how are you going to be a blessing person amongst cursing people, right? And this is one of the things, is are you learning to bless people all the time? And all the time includes the extreme difficult moments. But if it only includes the extreme difficult moments, then I think you're not going to get a lot of valuable practice right? And so it's going to be a very tall order. It's going to be very difficult for us to do that if we're only trying to bless people when it's difficult, not in the easier moments. So friends, what would be a good, easy environment to learn to bless people? Right now, don't you think? Right? We've all heard this sermon about blessing people. We're all motivated to bless people. So why don't we bless one another? What do you think? You willing to try that? Okay. All right, cool. All right, so what I wanna do is I wanna teach us a very easy way to bless people. And it comes from scripture. Um, this This comes from some of the teaching of Dallas Willard, but he talks about the Aaronic blessing. And he's like, you know what? This blessing in the Bible is so good that it's hard to improve upon it. So why don't we just use the Aaronic blessing as a way to bless people? So the Aaronic blessing goes like this. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so the Aaronic blessing, um, there's a lot that's really good in here. Um, And uh, yeah, (laughs) let me give you the tips first and then we'll pray because um, this may be kind of a tough thing for us to do. Um, But this idea, when we say the Lord bless you and keep you, you know, Um, it's one thing to just say it through gritted teeth. You know, like I say it often when I'm on the highway, like, ah, I don't feel like it. You just cut me off. I'm so mad at you, but God bless you, right? But it's another thing to really just put your whole essence, all that you are, into that blessing. That's what we want to do this morning. Um, And so when we say the Lord bless you and keep you, remember, when we are saying bless you, we're, we're saying, you know, we want good things for you. We want the best that God has for you. This is one of the ways that I've learned to pray for people. And increasingly, as I get older and as I'm learning more about the way of blessing, this is the way I pray for people much more often than I pray for specific uh, things to happen in their life. You know what I mean? Like somebody asks you like, hey, Pastor Steve, can you pray for me because I'm I'm trying to get this job, you know? And And can you pray that I get this job? Here's the thing. If I pray that they get the job, what if it's not the right job for them? What if they hate it, right? What if their job is actually to steal money from people? I don't know what kind of business or job that would be, but what if it is, right? What if it hurts their soul? What if it's a horrible experience for them? I don't know that, right? Like, hey, Pastor Steve, can you pray that I win the lottery? Well, maybe you're going to become a very selfish and greedy person. You know, it's going to spoil you to win the lottery, You know, we don't always know what's best for us. And so I find that praying blessing on people is much better because I don't know what's best for people, but God certainly does, right? And to say bless you is a way of saying, I want the best for you in God, in God's purposes for you, right? I'm promoting your good. And to say keep you, we are praying for God's protection over you. We are praying for the Holy Spirit to walk with you. We are praying for the blood of Jesus to cover you in all things, right? And then the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Um, There's all this stuff about faces, right? And so one of the things we're gonna do, and, and if you skipped ahead and you looked at the tips, we're gonna actually look at people when we bless them, right? And this is gonna be hard for some of you. I... Probably most of us, like, like you're going to find that you, either you're going to look away, you're going to feel embarrassed, or you're going to laugh, right? And it's just one of the, the reactions that we have to protect ourselves because looking at someone is very vulnerable. It's very personal. It's very meaningful when someone looks at you w- with a, a look of love and blessing. And sometimes we're like, wait, you're a total stranger, and you're looking at me like, whoa, what does that mean? Uh, I don't know. But friends, imagine that God is looking at you. He's looking at you. His face is shining upon you. What does that mean? Dallas Willard says, if you don't know what it means for a face to shine, look at a grandparent looking at their grandchild. Look at the way their face lights up. Then you'll get a little glimpse at what it looks like for a face to shine. May God look at you. And when he does, his face lights up. Because he's so glad to be with you. And be gracious to you, to give you good things. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So friends, um, the NIV is actually a little more colloquial. All right, so number six, uh, 24 through 26 here, says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. It's a little more colloquial because it doesn't use the word countenance, right? So, you know, praying that over, the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. I mean, you know, we just don't talk like that much anymore. So the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. That's, that's what I recommend you say to people, Okay. So what I want you guys to do, uh, so for a moment, I know that this is a little weird maybe for some of us. And so before we do this, remember, we have been talking about uh, receiving grace and blessings from God and receiving his spirit to be with us. And so let's just take a moment before, you can keep the the scripture open because you're actually gonna do this in a moment. But before we go uh, around blessing people left and right, Uh, let's receive the blessings from God, okay? So um, we've been doing this the past few weeks. We've been working on our breathing. I really recommend this. As you go to be with God, to calm your heart rate down, uh, to enter into a state of mind and state of being where you are at peace. And one of the great ways to do that is to breathe. So take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. I hear some good breathing out there. All right, let's try that again. In through your nose. Out through your mouth. And as we do that, start to believe and trust that God is here with us. And you can very simply invoke the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Lord Jesus, be here with us. He is already here, but we are becoming aware of that. God, I want to be here with you. So continue to take deep breaths and come into the presence of God. Friends, as we do that, is there anything that's bothering you? Is there anything that you're anxious about? Yeah, I'm anxious about having to bless someone in about, (laughs) in a minute. That kind of makes me nervous. I'm I'm a little shy, Pastor Steve. I don't like to do this sort of thing. Well, bring that before God. Maybe you can just confess that. You know, God, this is making me a little nervous. (laughs) Lord, can I have your peace? Just confess that before God. Just bring whatever anxieties, whatever um, is bothering you. If nothing's bothering you, then just enjoy the presence of God. I'll continue to invite the Holy Spirit to dwell deeper within you. And let's just take a few moments to be present fully with God. Friends, in this attitude of prayer, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that God's way of being towards you is one of blessing? That God desires to bless you? That God wants the best for you? That God wants good things for you in your life? Do you believe that, friend? I want us to just take a moment to wrestle with that thought for a moment. If there's something within you that isn't quite convinced, maybe we can just vocalize that. God, I'm having a hard time believing that you have good intentions for me. That your way of being towards me is one of blessing. That even when things go wrong in my life, that you still have blessing on your mind. Blessing maybe doesn't look the same to me and to you, but I can trust in your goodness. I can trust that you love me. If you believe that, then affirm that. God, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for wanting good things for my life. Let's just take a moment to receive the blessing of God, to affirm that God's attitude and mind and heart towards you is one of pure blessing. Precious God, as we have received blessings from you, give us the courage now to bless one another. Lord, this may be a little outside of our comfort zone, but give us uh, the strength and willingness, Lord, to do this with the help of your Holy Spirit, God. And thank you, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So what I would like you to do right now is to turn to the person next to you, um, if you could pair off. And if, if I see some uh, rows are odd. And uh, if that is the case, then go ahead and hop in another row. Go ahead, do this. Turn to the person. I see a lot of people looking forward. You should be looking at someone next to you, all right? So, yeah, you can turn towards them. Turn your countenance towards them. (laughs) All right. It's okay if you laugh. It's okay if it makes you nervous. That's okay. (laughs) Middle school boys, I want you guys to do this. I believe in you. You can do it. You can do it. (laughs) I believe in you guys. You can do it. All right. Okay. All right, guys. So, all right, guys. Uh, Hold on one second. All right. So you can introduce yourself real quick. Say hi. (laughs) All right, guys. So this is very simple. This is very simple. You are going to look at them (laughs) and you are going to take a moment, friends. uh, You know, don't rush through this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face. Take a moment, friends. Say it slowly, right? Desire good things for them. When you say it for them, believe in your heart that God has good things planned for them, right? Really want the good for them. Desire the best God has for them. And pray that the Spirit will be with them always to protect them and give them peace. And so if you could just take a moment to say that slowly to one another, and then maybe you can just take a moment to pray for one another. And it can just be very simple. God, bless them. Keep them. Protect them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you do that? So look at one another and bless one another. Amen. Amen. Friends, I want to encourage you just uh, increasingly in life uh, and just every day. To practice blessing people, it may not always be this intense, you gaze deeply into someone's <laughs> eyes and bless them. Maybe it will be. That would be an awesome thing. But even if you don't get the opportunity to do that, you know, but to, to be fully present in blessing someone else. Maybe there'll be just someone you run into today, like you know, you go to a restaurant and there's a waiter or a waitress. You can just look them in the eye and just be kind to them. You know, wish good things upon them. Maybe you can say, Bless you. God bless you. Um, That would be a great thing. That would be an awesome thing. Um, Can we take a moment? Uh, I want to encourage you. This is how I end every prayer, uh, every time that I spend with God, like that 30 minutes a day that I spend with God. I spend, uh, after my timer goes off, my 30 minutes is done, I spend a few minutes thinking about people in my life that God is calling me to bless. So I pray a lot for the leaders of this church, I pray a lot for my family. Maybe there's some people in your life that you want to bless right now. Maybe there's actually someone that you don't like very much that you want to bless right now. Maybe there's someone who's been causing you heartache or you've been having conflict with and you just want to pray a prayer of blessing on them. And friends, it can just be the same thing. God, bless this person. I want the best for them in you. Lord, you know what's best for them. Just lift them up before God. Maybe just have a mental picture of them in your mind and just give them to God. Lord, bless them and keep them. It can be that simple in Jesus' name. It doesn't have to be a long prayer, but a meaningful one as you bless them. So let's just take a few moments to bless some people. And uh, praise team, if you can start to make your way up if you're done doing that. Precious God, thank you, Lord, for calling us to be a people of blessing. Thank you, God, that we are blessed when we learn to bless others, when we learn to be this people of blessing and live up to this calling, God. Lord, what a wondrous thing it is, God. Just may we continue to learn more about your goodness, God, that your attitude towards us is one of blessing. Even when we are far from you, God, that because of what Christ has done for us. There are none of us that are ever too far. Lord, you do love us. You forgive us. We can receive that, Lord, as we learn to then in turn forgive and bless others around us. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, continually teach us, God. We're not experts overnight. This is going to be something that we're going to spend a lifetime of learning to do. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.